this is Margaret Copeman Frankowitz with another episode of Diabetic Survival. So today I was actually inspired to do this podcast with YouTube. Yeah, I said it, YouTube video that I was actually watching some random person just online spouting it out, you know, because that's what we do. And, uh, of course, I'd never seen this lady before. She had, like, 2,000 views, and so I had to watch her, too, because she popped up. And she was talking about preparedness. And she was talking about all the unlucky people who don't know about Doomsday around the corner and how they're going to regret not actually saving up because they're saying things like, well, that's okay, I'll just go to a friend's house and eat from somebody who is actually saving food. Okay, I find all of this quite hilarious because, you know, especially if you're keto and as a diabetic, um, this is this is where it's getting kind of real because uh, I walked into my favorite dollar store. It's now the $1.25 store because, of course, money's tight. We just had the inflation hit to where it basically drained my savings plus some. So I still have some bill collectors waiting for money, okay? So there's no extra to actually save. As a matter of fact, there's no extra. So it's already hit the fan. It was going to hit, you know, before, after I have what I have, and I'm good. But um, being the keto person, of course, protein is very important. And unfortunately, with it flying off the shelves, and we're talking, uh, you know, in dairy, the dairy, I, I do eat a lot of dairy, um, it's, it's been a little bit concerning. Now, price of milk has gone down, but, um, and the price of eggs has gone down a little bit, but it's certainly not anywhere near what I was painting at the beginning of the year. So, and I'm sure a lot of people are filling it in the pocket when they go to the grocery store, but then to add worse matters, Walmart, who was notorious for raising a majority of the prices that they actually had on the shelves, uh, you know, the products that they had on the shelves, uh, decided that if they weren't going to be able to steal it in front of your face and, you know, like hide and be deceptive with their um, uh, stickers on their prices, that they were going to actually steal it from you at the register. And, of course, you're ringing it up and so you're allowing it. So those eggs that you thought were $6 are actually 12 uh, The cheese that you bought that you thought was 9 is now 15 and, you know, you're constantly having to call, you know, the actual cashier to come in and adjust it or take the item off. And then you realize that you have nothing in your cart that you actually intended to actually shop for. Thus, leaving your cart frustrated and walking out the door and just giving it all up and going to KFC and buying a bucket of chicken. Okay, I hope you're not doing that. But, you know, it's... It's, it's frustrating because people, <laughs> when you're looking down at your cart ringing up items and you, you're only halfway through with your groceries and you were planning on making dinner that night and you just hit $40 and you still have uh, half the items in your grocery cart you have to ring up and you were only planning on spending like, you know, maybe 30 and you're just kind of looking at your cart, you're kind of looking at what you rang up and you're kind of thinking, okay, well, so the, the register's already screwed up like three times already. You're thinking, okay, you know what? my dinner is going to cost $80 tonight. Not, not that you're spending $80 on dinner because that food's going to go on towards the end of the month. But you start thinking, what am I doing? Why am I spending so much at the grocery store? Because these are all perishable items. 
these are all items that I'm going to be eating throughout the month, yes, which are actually going to reduce my, my grocery bill, but they're trying to rip me off at the register. I mean, Walmart has a lot of nerve. They used to be considered the low price leader, and now they're just sketchy. If it wasn't bad enough during uh, COVID-19 pandemic, where they had uh, taken away the 24-hour service that they actually used to provide because they used to be a 24-7 store. Now, mind you, it seems like everywhere that I've actually been so far has went from 24-7 to now uh, they close at like uh, 10, 9, 8 o'clock and don't reopen till 6 or 7 and it's horrible. And uh, I, I think that they're a little bit out of um, out of touch with reality at this point. So uh, they're feeling the privilege pinch of wanting to be the 9 to 5 grocery store, I guess. Or they're just open 9 to 5. And so if you're going to be... Um, uh, if your stores only open the times that I'm either sleeping or working, then obviously when I get off work and I go to the grocery shop... I'm not going to have time to grocery shop at your store because you're closed. So, you know, that's all there is to it. Can't wait for delivery because I'm working. So, I mean, um, when, when people feel the pinch, they certainly don't need, uh, you know, they're working more hours. They don't have time to grocery shop. And they certainly don't have time to wait for a package to appear at their doorstep either. You know, anywhere between the times of 9 to 5 because your neighbors are probably going to snatch your package up before you do or your foods, go, your perishable foods are, are going to be expired by the time you get home. It's just not practical. Unless, of course, you're working from home. If you're working from home, you got it made. But I'm here look, listening to these doomsday preppers and, of course, I've always been the kind of person that, you know, I try to keep several months worth of, you know, canned goods um with me and then I have my perishables and you know you know if I could have a grocery store in my house you better believe I would stock up and I would have that stuff but um with the rising costs and stuff of that nature you start thinking all right prices have already risen and so if I buy more of this product right now and I'm sure a lot of us are going through that which is well more than 6%. It's more like 25, sometimes 100, 150% marked up from what it was. Um, either the price is going to go down and I'm going to lose money or something. So um, over the years, one of the things I've suggested is you buy your stuff on sale. So you, that's when you stock up on certain items. You don't stock up on items when, when everybody's in a panic frenzy to buy everything. If uh, you remember before the, the pandemic and before COVID-19, and hey, if you remember way well back into Y2K when that was a thing or um, any other disastrous time, which we've had many, we've cycled through many times like that, um, the time to actually buy things is when they're on sale or you go to the outlet stores and you find certain items and when that 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 uh, for instance can of green beans has gone down to 25 cents you check the expiration date and if it's good for two to three years hey you buy it that's the time you actually buy in bulk and you buy several cases of it to last you for several years because it's good for several years one of the problems with food delivery um, that I've noticed especially with Walmart is the fact that 
a lot of the items that um, I had, because I had practiced purchasing these things, this was before COVID-19, um, when I was actually in Idaho. And the items that I actually got to my house when it came to canned goods expired within six months. So this is part of the problem with um, grocery delivery is the fact that you cannot check expiration dates like you can when you just walk into the store. So that should be noted. But you know, the food delivery service is perfect for when you're working at home or you want to save time or you want to save gas or whatnot. Uh, Walmart has a great delivery service where uh, I think it's like $48 a year. They'll actually deliver to your home. And hey, if they're going to lug that water upstairs for you, make sure you give them a tip. Even if they don't lug it upstairs, give them a tip because that's what keeps them going. So that grocery delivery system through Walmart is called Spark. And I know that Kroger has one as well. And I'm sure there's other stores that have their delivery services as, um, as well. So you can actually get, you know, your favorite grocery delivery, delivery systems to actually bring stuff to your home. Awesome. You don't even have to go into the grocery store if you don't want to. So what was kind of concerning to me, especially right now, is um, because of the diet that I'm on. Like, I'm on a keto diet, so I have increased protein. And protein has been an issue, sort of. Like, um, I remember um, just six months ago, you know, maybe even three months ago, the price of beef was going outrageously crazy. You know, like $10, $15 a pound for for beef. And so this was the time I did not buy beef. And interestingly enough, I saw chicken and I saw pork going up. And uh, I'm not much of a, a pork consumer, but I am a big chicken buff. I am a big red meat buff. And so when I see these prices going up, it's a little bit concerning. Now, health advocates, they're really big into um, promoting the grass-fed beef. And if anybody has priced grass-fed beef at the stores, you know, so where they grass-fed, they don't have the antibiotics, etc., 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 there's a reason why they actually purchase that type. Uh, they want more of the organics. They don't want their, their food pumped with a bunch of steroids, etc., completely understandable but it was interesting in one of the talks that Thomas DeLure had recently um, where I guess it was um, he was comparing beef products and he had mentioned that there wasn't much of a difference or some type of uh, um, uh, beneficial acid or something between grass-fed and corn-fed beef and he said he had basically said that there wasn't much of a difference which was basically giving the green light towards any beef, not just grass-fed beef. And um, especially like if you're on a budget or something of that nature, uh, most people, especially if you do not have uh, the type of money that it takes to be uh, persnickety, you're just going to go with the regular you know, ground beef anyways. And so I guess they're giving the okay to actually just eat regular, you know, corn fed beef. And if that's the case, then I guess chicken and eggs would be the same. I don't know. Okay. So I'm just saying it, it, it just goes to show that, I mean, a lot of people don't have like, for instance, the sprouts down the road where they can actually get 
like the hormone free and uh, make sure it's grass fed and etc. Um, but there are some excellent choices at places like Kroger that, that actually do have these products and they're less expensive than um, some of the health food stores. So just so you know. I think it always pays to shop around and to keep an eye on sales and then do your stocking that way. And that is something that has been instilled in me from my own parents and the way that they shopped because they had a large family and that's just the way they did things. So when the price of, for instance, we'll use green beans as an example, price of green beans went down and it had a long expiration date and of course uh, my father had eight people at the time to actually feed so he would buy uh, several cases at a time of a certain product on sale and then he would actually put that in his food storage and he had a pretty impressive food storage that actually took up uh, the space of a garage and uh, so of course at any time you needed anything you could actually just walk into the garage and actually pick something out and not have to worry about going to your local grocery store unless you just need, needed uh, some type of perishable, which made your shopping so much more convenient. But what about the single guy? What about the guy who's surfing, surfing right now on somebody's couch? They are not prepared at all for doomsday. Like, they're not even in the realm of storing food and saving it for uh, some type of doomsday shelter or whatnot. <laughs> so this is where it gets kind of interesting because there are a lot of people in tight spaces. They're living with friends or they're living with family or something of that nature where they don't have a lot of storage. Well, guess what? I got an answer for that too. And that answer comes in the way of a storage unit and you know you can usually rent out a storage unit anywhere between $25 $50 it's just a little small area where you can set up shelving and actually set up your your food supply the nice thing about being single and and doing something of that nature is the fact that uh, you'll save money in the long run if you shop wisely and this is something I've, I've done for years I've always had some type of food storage so if I couldn't have it on the property where I was at, I actually had it somewhere else and I had like my little stash of, of food. And uh, being a diabetic, you're here thinking, okay, well, gee whiz, you need protein, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just wanted to talk about the most perfect, best food for diabetics. Number one protein, uh, something where if you just ate it, you'd probably reverse your diabetes completely. Well, not completely, but you reverse it back to where you were normal. Okay, so you won't eradicate diabetes, remember that. But you can actually reverse it. So, um, sardines, believe it or not, are the magic food that I would actually strongly recommend uh, if you're a meat eater. Um, if you're a vegetarian, of course, they have their certain proteins too. Um, in Thomas Delure's talk, he was actually talking about how uh, vegetarians who ate like a vegetarian protein diet and those who then there were the uh, meat eaters who ate a protein diet they did significantly better actually reducing their insulin sensitivity so for instance if you're a meat eater now I don't know what to tell you if you're a vegetarian I'm sure that you have your own game plan with your own 
uh, a thing that you know has plenty of protein in it because there are some vegetables that are like that like I think beans or something but anyways um, I'm so I'm talking exclusively uh, to the meat eaters fish is number one but there are things that you have to worry about with fish such as um, mercury content but for whatever reason I have not heard of uh, any like high mercury content in sardines and I know from personal experience when I was able to actually reduce my blood sugar enough to where I went to a new doctor show the, them the prescriptions that I had taken a year previously so I was actually off of my medications a year because I couldn't get to my doctors I was a truck driver at the time and I just could not take the time off to refill those prescriptions very bad move I know but it was just the way the economy was at the time and what I was dealing with at the time and so I had gone into my doctor to um, get my prescriptions refilled and let them know that I had been off my medications for like a year and when my uh, doctor did my blood work, when they did my A1C, um, she came back to me. She said, uh, are you sure you had diabetes? Because uh, we're showing your numbers are normal. And that was the biggest blessing and shock and awe of my life. And I, I couldn't put my finger on why exactly it would be so low because I'm like, wow. I was eating um, a lot of nuts, such as peanuts, as, you know, like little snacks in between. But then I was also eating fish three times a day because, you know, as a truck driver, um, I just had gotten tired of the routine of going into the truck stop and getting a Subway sandwich or something that I knew was bad for me because I couldn't have the bread. So I had opted to uh, stock up at Walmart, which I just knocked around at the beginning of this this video, um, but they have the sardines that I happen to like. There's only like one brand that I like. I I since have have developed that into other brands, but there was one brand. It was a, I believe it was like Crown Prince or something. I really loved their sardines, and they have them like mustard and you know um, something else. And uh, I had developed a taste for them, and it was like the perfect package because that little three ounce can filled me up and uh, it was absolutely a, I would call it a miracle diet because um, if you have a taste for sardines you one you like it but also it's very filling and then three it's it's very good for you as well so um, if you supplement that with uh, some nuts such as a handful of walnuts or you know those little one ounce packages of peanuts and I know it doesn't sound like a lot of food but you don't actually need as much food as you think you do anyways and if you're full who cares what you eat if you just eat sardines or green beans or you know uh, maybe an ounce of peanuts or walnuts or something who cares how much you eat if you're full and you're satisfied that's what matters and that's what's going to be what actually lowers your blood sugar and as you know us diabetics we're always worried about our blood sugar numbers because it seems like all we have to do is breathe wrong and the next thing we know our blood sugars are up to 180 or 160 or we could sleep for 12 hours and we wake up and there's been no change in our blood sugars 
Whereas a normal person, of course, what would happen is it would go up after they ate and then it would come down right away and go back into normal after an hour. And we have to suffer with, you know, 12 plus hours where our blood sugars are high. And uh, so that's when medication comes in or exercise. Um, something else that Tom Delure had actually mentioned that is absolutely correct. And I love it when he starts talking about insulin resistance because there are other people that suffer with it too. You know, some people are just pre-diabetic and, you know, they're warned by the doctors that they actually need to, you know, start watching what they eat, like no sugar and no breads, etc. But he had noted that if you actually build up muscle, it actually uh, provides more room for the blood glucose to actually filter out. And he is absolutely correct on that. So if you have time to go to the gym and, you know, just, just do like a 20 minute workout, you know, you know, get on that, um, uh, either get on that treadmill and, you know, walk for 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes or whatever, that's going to help you build muscle or keep your muscle nice and strong, um, or, or, or go for a workout and, you know, build up your biceps or something of that nature. Uh, stretch those muscles out a little bit. You're doing yourself some good. Even if you're doing 15, 20 minutes a day is better than nothing at all. And I know it doesn't feel much like a workout unless you're doing like an hour or two. At least I don't feel like I'm working out unless I'm doing an hour or two, but you're still working out. And, you know, change it up. Maybe go swimming, maybe go jogging, whatever. And uh, so let, just let this be your... Um, uh, encouragement, I guess you can say. Now, reducing your blood sugar is going to have extra added benefits. Your skin's going to look better. Oh yeah, make sure you hydrate, by the way. Drink lots of water. Your skin's going to look better. You're going to look a little bit slimmer. Your clothes are going to fit a little bit better. You're going to feel a little bit better. Your insulin resistance numbers, your, your, your blood sugar numbers are going to go down. And you're going to be a happier person for it. You're not going to want to uh, go to sleep right away and after, after eating unless you've had a very large meal. Eventually, even if you have bad habits that you need to conquer, if you're trying every day to eat right, these good habits are going to catch up with you and you're going to want to uh, benefit yourself because you, you remembered how great you felt when you were eating good such as like let's say you decided to eat fish three times a day and let's say you decided to eat sardines and that's all you had some sardines maybe uh, you had it with like a handful of walnuts and um, a couple big cold glasses of water or whatnot to actually thin out that blood you're gonna feel so much better than uh, if you decided to have one meal a day at McDonald's and uh, load up all, all that salt and fat and yucky stuff that McDonald's actually serves. Sorry, McDonald's, but you don't do it right. So, so unless and, and, and like you're if you're going to McDonald's, you're probably not doing it right either. I mean, the treat once in a while is okay, but um, McDonald's. I mean, like I'm here trying to think of, of something at McDonald's would be good. Their chicken sandwich would be great if I uh, didn't have the bun, you know. Their nuggets would be okay if it was actually real chicken, which I'm not quite sure what it is because I've seen the videos that they actually show on YouTube. It's like a pink slimy stuff. I don't even know if it's real food. 
So be careful with the chicken nuggets, okay? At McDonald's, I, I just don't know what it is. Um, it might be some kind of regurgitated chicken, but who knows what parts they're actually using. Probably skin and feathers and beaks and stuff. So just be careful. You want to know what, you, what they put in your food. So. So just to summarize, okay, I've talked a little bit about insulin resistance, talked a little bit about fish, talked a little bit about Thomas Delore and what his video actually entailed uh, recently. But I was also talking about food storage. So um, build up, if you don't have anything at all, try having like three months at least. You need, like, um, I've always been told you need to have several years worth of food. That's a whole lot of fish, I think. But um, especially if you're on a budget, keep it simple. And if you're single, keep it simple. If all you can afford are can is canned fish, just think about it. You can have a three-month supply for about a hundred bucks, um, or you know, like a, you know, a hundred cans. You know, it's uh, three meals a day. So if you ate three meals a day of just canned fish, that's good for three months. If you have like a hundred cans, at least plus some. You know, you have that 10 extra cans just in case. And if there's nothing else that you can do that three months, 100 bucks, that is nothing if you think about it. And so if you have um, the canned fish, which is good for several years, um, like when every time you have 100 bucks, you just probably make sure you have that canned fish. Make sure you check the expiration date. If nothing else during the apocalypse, at least you will have the canned fish. You can always use that to trade with your neighbors for a roll of toilet paper or something, right? So I just thought I'd break down the basics a little bit because sometimes people are not thinking when they go online and they start spouting off, you need to prepare, you need to buy groceries, you need to do this, you need to do that, blah, 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 blah. But then they don't give you any game plan. They just tell you to freak out. And so I would have to say no, don't freak out. Yes, you are going to need toilet paper, so you might want to buy some of that. And just so you know, the $1.25 store does sell it. Those rolls are good for one person for about a, almost a week or maybe a week, depending on how much, you know, you need toilet paper. So just do the quick math. Okay, I, I probably need about 12 packages if I'm going for three months. I, I'm, I'm shooting, my goal is three months, so I need... 12 packages of toilet paper at the $1.25 store or you know you can buy your more expensive toilet paper or whatnot or whatever um, I usually buy six months at a time so um, those big you know dual rolls if you can afford that at Walmart you know like 15 20 bucks are usually good for six months for one person so if you think about it you buy four of those you're good for two years if you buy, okay, let's see how many cans of tuna fish, or excuse me, not tuna fish, but you can do tuna fish too. But let's say if you're talking sardines, you probably need uh, about 400 cans a year. Let's see, is that about right? Let's see, uh, 96. Yeah, so think about 400 cans of tuna fish per year. That's for one person. And I know that sounds like a lot, but there's 365 days in a year, so it's actually probably more than that. But um, you're not gonna be eating fish for every single meal, hopefully, I hope not anyways. So, you know, do your quick math and don't buy cans of tuna fish or sardines 
if you don't like it, obviously it's not going to do you any good. Um, find a food that you do like that you know is healthy and stock up on it. And if it doesn't ever go on sale, just try to find a way to uh, throw that in your budget and have it. So um, don't freak out. Just think smarter, not harder. And don't listen to my mouth because obviously it's off. <laughs> so because you're thinking, uh, I was thinking 90 cans. Okay. So I was thinking 90 cans. Actually, 90 cans is only good for like a month if you're eating it three day, three times a day, which I would not wish that on anybody. But, you know, during the apocalypse, I don't think you're going to care. You're just going to be happy that you have a food. So that's 90 cans times 12, which is a lot. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe a thousand cans. <laughs> a thousand cans so you, you see how crazy this is but at the same time okay another reason why I'm saying this is because canned fish is so easy to save up I mean you can put it in a box just throw a bunch of seafood in a box <laughs> like store just just check your expiration days um, and remember you're gonna have to eat that stuff so um, you know kind of crazy so anyways, this has been Margaret Coma Frequence, and you've heard a little bit about my crazy mind, so I just thought I would share it with you, uh, give you some thoughts of something to think about. Um, I want to thank you so much for listening to this channel. Please be kind to each other. Um, please be helpful. Help other people. Helping is always a good thing. Carrie, oh, oh yeah, my tip of the day. I was, I was going to say, try doing this. This is so cool. Just try it. Okay, let's say you're new to giving like my final thoughts here if you're new to giving or even if you're not new carrying uh, some extra bottled water in your car if you don't have any um, well okay if you're in Phoenix you may want to actually take that out <laughs> as you're going out not necessarily leaving it in your car you don't want those toxins to go into absorbing the water but uh, carrying extra bottled water around and giving it to somebody who you think needs it eat whether they're homeless or not Let's say they're just sitting out there waiting for the bus. It's such a blessing. And uh, helps you to meet people as well. Maybe you don't want to meet anybody. That's fine. Just give them a bottle of water and walk away. But um, it gives you a chance to actually connect with other people. And that way, if they need to tell you their story, they can. And I, I did actually have that happen recently. Not bragging or anything of that nature. I just saw this lady and she looked tired and... She looked like she had been uh, out in the heat a little bit too long. And she told me this really sad story. Cause, I mean, she's not um, destitute or anything, but, you know, she's not rich either. And so she told me this really sad story about how she actually had her groceries stolen the week previous. She had made the mistake of, because she had um, this cart that she, she used to take around with her everywhere. And she had made the mistake of uh, leaving it outside while she went in to get something to drink or she went to go do something. And she came back out and her cart was gone. And um, she didn't even think somebody would actually do something like that because she had been doing it for years. And she, so she didn't think that her groceries was but that uh, bottled water that I gave her, she was just shocked and amazed. And that somebody was actually doing something nice, just random kindness. And I was just doing it because I felt led to do something of that nature. 
and uh, she told me her story and I felt so bad about it but I think what um, the reason why it benefited hers because uh, maybe she had lost faith in humanity at that time maybe she thought that all people out there were bad and then for somebody just to randomly go up and just give her a bottle of water actually brought her faith back into humanity something that small and insignificant <laughs> from a bottled water that cost me less than 25 cents maybe 20 cents uh, was enough to restore some type of decency in humanity uh, from what she felt and of course even though I couldn't help her retrieve you know her groceries or anything like that um, at least I was able to do something nice for her so be kind and do something nice for somebody um, oftentimes it doesn't cost a lot of money to actually just do those things and um anyways i hope you have a great day i want to thank you so much for listening um you're one of the reasons why i continue to actually um talk on this channel and hopefully that this is helping you out and if you want to write in and tell me your griefs or if you want to share something online i'd be more than happy to all right so thank you again this is martin Coleman franklin wish you peace love and happiness enjoy have a great day